going down. Coming at you pre-recorded from Cold Brew Studios. I am Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic. And we're here to talk about beer. Yes, we are. How you doing this week, bro? Well, not bad. Yeah, did you have a good weekend? Well, overall, yeah. Um, my nephew, my youngest nephew, he uh, he turned in two, so we had a little early birthday party for him. Oh, very nice, very nice. Oh man, those those young kid birthday parties are so fucking hilarious. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, like good. you know the 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 um. The way they, they get excited when they when they hear "Happy Birthday" being sung to him. You know? Yep, yep. How is he? How is he on the uh, the blow out the candle thing though? Because two two candles or the number two? Uh, two candles. Oh, uh, uh, he was trying. He couldn't get it. Ah, uh, dang know. it! Um, next year, next year is year. And then yeah, then my youngest daughter, who's like one and a half, was sitting next to him, and she was trying to help him too. They they both couldn't do it together. <laughs> so, kind of funny. So great. You know, somebody told me a long time ago. Toddlers are like uh, like drunken adults. Oh yeah, <laughs> similar, similar. <laughs> anyway, speaking of drunken adults, let's get to the beer. Yes. All right, today I have in front of me all the way out from Springfield, Missouri, from Tie and Timber Beer Company. I have their cold IPA called Adult Swim. Remember Adult Swim, the the uh, the segment or the the block of shows on Comedy Central? Yeah, I remember that. Do they still have that? I don't know. I haven't watched Comedy Central, and I don't know. Oh, yeah, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Adult Swim. It's a cold IPA. I looked it up. I couldn't find any information as far as what hops are in it, and I couldn't even find an ABV or an IBU on it. It's not on a tap. It's not on their website. They're very small uh, microbrewery out in Springfield, Missouri. I had the privilege of actually visiting that place uh, last year when I was out there for work. And one of my one of my uh, co-workers, he's out there now for work. And he actually brought it back to me. Uh, he got a crawler from me, 32-ounce crawler. And he brought it back. Cold IPA, adult swim, tie and timber. I have no idea what hops or what abv it is it could be a triple it could be a quadruple who knows but without further ado pop off what do you got i got from our friends from sunny san diego california from Aerosmith. right they're from san diego yep i have their barrel age speedway step Ooh, the the just the basic the the base model yes that not I mean, it is a variant because it's barrel aged. However, yeah. it's the it's the original barrel aged, so it's not one of the the variants on the barrel aged. So, okay, uh, we rematured our signature coffee imperial stout and premium bourbon barrels for up to one year to create a speedway stout with the perfect blend of flavors, notes of oak, vanilla, and bourbon. Add another level of complexity to this beer's already massive flavor profile of chocolate. Locally roasted coffee and roasted barley, designed to be enjoyed now or aged in a bottle for years to come. Uh, these special re- this special release is truly a unique beer that is smooth as it is rare. Hmm. So it's thirteen point three percent ABV, bitterness NA, uh, improves with age. Yes, 
Serving temp 50 to 55, serving glass tulip or goblet. Uh, available in 12 ounce bottles are 5.6 gallon cakes. Very nice. Oh. So, uh, and this is the 2022 variant Ooh. for those of you wondering. So you, you've been selling it for a year? More or less. <laughs> right on. Very good. Man, that's a good one. I, I, love, spe- I love their Speedway Stout. I don't. I can't oh, yeah. remember the last time I had it, but I do love it. Yeah, it's one of those where you know what you know what it is, you know what's there, and um, you know sometimes you'll pass on it, sometimes you'll get it. Mm-hmm. However, um, yeah, this barrel aged one uh, just kind of called to me, and uh, I really didn't go beer shopping this week too, so I had to make do. No, I get that. I, I've done that before on the show where like ah, I didn't get any beer. I'm just going to the cellar, <laughs> and. I think the last Speedway Stout I had Way was... Way to give away an inside industry trick. <laughs> the uh, the last time I had a Speedway Stout, I think it was like their Vietnamese coffee. And that was like in 2021. So, awesome, man. And But we never yeah. had it on the show, though. Ever. This is the first time. Right. All right. So, this uh, cold IPA, Adult Swim, by uh, by Ty and Timber. This is really good, man. I really do like the, the cold IPA... Um, little uh, uh offshoot of the ipas the cold ipa is really good not everybody makes them not everyone has the means to so when i find one and i was very excited that my co-worker brought this back i didn't tell him i was like hey i want a cold ipa i didn't even tell him i wanted a beer i just all he said was what breweries are out there that i should go try and this is one of the ones i um steered him towards and he went and i really like uh tie and timber out there i love their their uh tap room the brewery because they used to be an old uh railway like a lumber uh depot uh with the where the trains used to come through and pick up lumber to to distribute all across uh well shit wherever the the train would wherever the tracks went right um so yeah i really like tie and timber i love their um their place their beer is really good the only, the only knock I have on Thai and Timber is they don't have their own kitchen. Um, but you could bring food in. They're one of those breweries. You could bring food in. But it's a huge place, man. They have a really big setup out there. So anyway, Thai and Timber, this cold IPA, um, it pours super duper light as far as the color is, man. This is like almost like we're talking light lager territory. It's almost straw color and very clear. They did a very good job. But even though it's clear, it's a little bit... Uh, Got a little, you could you could it's sweet like a juicy type sweetness a little citrusy but it like most cold ipas that i've had it it finishes very clean very like uh dry and yeah it's a awesome yeah i like I, lo- I like this beer already i like it a lot very good how's your beer man what are you uh, talking about your beer yeah. i was uh tasting mine really uh Dan, this is like a good example of what a, a barrel aged stout is granted mm-hmm. it's got some coffee to it but but you taste that sweet stoutness that vanilla and then you do get that uh that coffee and uh and, and barrel age flavor into it really nice uh, it's gonna open up a little bit more this is a uh, very enjoyable very good we will rate our beers later during our untapped portion of the show just search for us on untapped cold brew podcast and friend us and we'll friend you back but right now it is time for the beer news All right, uh, 
I only have one story um, this week. Kind of dead. There's a lot of a lot of uh, Bud Light stories this week. How like their new ad has been um, panned and a lot of backlash and a lot of like, oh yeah, like you're only doing this now because of the boycott and everything. But I would like to bring up, um, you know, uh, we talked about it last week, Modelo. Modelo is actually the new, it quietly became America's new top brand. And it wasn't like, like if five years ago, Modelo was like way down there. They were like, I don't even think they were in the top 10. They just slowly be like started creeping up because uh, their marketing campaign has been effective. Uh, that's the only thing I, I, I could attribute it to. And the fact that, because um, it's not the fact that Bud Light lost a lot of um, buying power or market share. And they have lost market share. We mentioned that last week. But they were number two. It's not like they were number two a couple years ago. Like it was Coors Light and Miller Light. But they've been slowly creeping up. And yeah, it's just the fact that Bud Light drinkers that stopped drinking Bud Light kind of dispersed all over. They didn't just go to Modelo. It's not like all the all the uh, um, conservatives that were upset over the the um, Bud Light's uh, uh, partnership or their minor association with uh, Dylan uh, Mulvaney uh, caused them to go to like you know all to go to Coors Light or all to go to Miller Light. They just kind of dispersed all over the place. And Modelo was right there, right for the, you know, they, they were just waiting in the wings. You know what I mean? I I totally get that. And I, I, I knew it wasn't just the old switcheroo because it like, but mm-hmm. like, uh, um, but like buyers who, uh, who felt a certain way about the brand now just went to Modelo. They, they probably went to Coors Light or Biller Light more likely. Yeah. However, that, that disbursement of, of, uh, of buying power w- was able to just let Mo- it's almost like Modelo's numbers stayed the same where Bud Light fell, not yes. Modelo gained numbers. They were just holding steady during the Bud, Light- Bud Light's collapse. Yeah, I-, I kind of figured that or even kind of saw that somewhere. Yeah. So according to this, Modelo was the number two seller waiting in the wings, quietly outselling fellow imports like Corona, Heineken, and Stellar Artois, as well as brands uh, Miller Light and Bud Light and but it's or Coors Light and but itself, the Modelo brand dates back to the 1920s and has built a market share very gradually over time. But a good chunk of its growth has actually come pretty recently, a decade ago. Especial Modelo Especial. There's more Especial and Negra, right? The the two main Modelo brands. All right. Um, Especial wasn't even in the top ten. Uh, its rise is a result of plenty, party, partly of shifting demographics, changing tastes, and some solid, if not exactly flashy, marketing. Because their marketing—have you thought? Have you thought about their marketing? The whole—they um, took old uh, sports heroes, I guess you could say, and kind of built their brand around, you know, um, the this this particular sports hero built their his or her way up in the ranks and now they're a, a legend and a legacy and kind of like making you think that Modelo is kind of like kind of like that person right like personified I don't know about old sports heroes but like they they you know they had like the guy the story about the guy who 
who wanted to be a barber, so he moved to L.A. and slept in his car and, like, self-made story. Oh, then yeah. they had Amanda Nunez before she retired. Right. And then, like, Anderson Pac, the the um, the uh, the musician. And, uh... Oh, yeah, Cart- maybe uh, Mr. Another Mr. Boxer Cartoon. Yeah, Mr. Cartoon. Yeah, there you go. They, so, my- yeah, they had, like, they had, like, those stories. So I'm not sure about uh, a sports hero that you're referring to. Oh, good point. Yeah, you know, but... Because when I first started seeing those commercials, I think it was like uh, Anthony Munoz was the first one I saw that I remembered. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, the ex-NFL uh, um, lineman. And then there was a boxing. And so that's why I equated it. But yeah, you're right. Now that you bring up all those others, yeah, you're right. It's not just that. It was like a self, a self-made self person. It's like very blue collar. You know who they should have got? Huh? Rick Flair. <laughs> the nature boy. Nah, I think he'd be better for natural light. Okay. <laughs> That's hilarious, though. <laughs> um, I'm only saying that because Dusty Rose, rest in peace. All oh right. yeah, R.I.P. American Dream. Um, but their 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 theme, the the overall theme of the whole thing was you you've earned this, and mark of a fighter. Like those are their like two brand uh, their marketing schemes, and so like I think that really. That really helped them like gain a uh, edge above. And he, to be honest, like Cor- Corona is more well known than Modelo, but Mo- Modelo oh, is outselling him. Right. Yeah. So and and uh, you know it kind of helped. Uh, and I think you and I, I think you brought it up not too long ago. I don't know if you read a story or if it was just your own observation. You call Modelo like the hipster beer. Yeah, it might have been a story. Okay, it might have or one of your one of your lists. I think maybe. Possibly. Because I remember you saying it first, and then I, I brought it up like a, a couple months later when I was doing one of my news stories. So anyway, so yeah, it and and, to, and this article goes on to say like Modelo has never had a Super Bowl ad, and they're already like the number one selling beer in the US. I, they, I mean they're 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 big with boxing. I know that. Yeah, boxing and MMA. That that this this story, this article goes on to say how they don't have a Super Bowl ad, but yet they target heavy the mma and boxing crowd so yeah there you go man so yeah modelo just wanted to bring that up uh because i thought this that was very interesting that um i, I you know you and i were in the beer scene so we've known modelo for a long time and but now they're number one in the u.s the number one selling beer in the u.s but i think you and i talked about it last week so I, i'm not going to go into it too much but but like we'll we'll be back um their their latest ad after the the whole incident was uh is very subpar very like oh uh, <laughs> it it seems contrived it seems very like uh, you're doing too much you know stop stop trying to you know but but at the same time this is they it was it was a swing and a miss you know as far as marketing goes they tried something it didn't work and they'll be back man P- and people have short memories man this whole 24 hour news cycle it's not that they have short memories. Is something else will come up and they'll kind of forget about it. Pretty much. I mean, yeah. I mean, but let's dare I say, too big to fail. <laughs> hey, it remains to be seen, right? The future will only time will tell. Right. All right, that's all I have this week. Not a lot. Um, so you know what that means, right? Thank you, I do. Time for everyone's favorite segment on Cold Brew because it's my favorite segment. It's time 
for the cold brew list. As we As proceed, we proceed oh. to give you what give you need. Right, let me ask you this. Hmm. Where do you buy your beer? Uh, these couple, days. These days, a couple different places, but uh, uh, I, I buy it from the supermarket because they uh, have more of the, the macro uh, macro brands, macro craft beer. Um, and they're really good for a very con- uh, cost effective uh, for six packs and 12 packs. But I also go to Ground Control um, because uh, my buddy owns that place and I could buy it on an app and then just go pick it up. And they have uh, local really? craft beer and some distri- distributed craft beer. Yeah, over at Ground, excuse me, Ground Control in Litchfield Park. Is there any lag though? Like they might have a beer there that's not on the app yet, or yes. vice versa. Yes, because he gets a limited amount, and I was very upset this past week because they had some North Park beers that were on the app, and then I saw it on his social media post, and uh, yeah, I was very upset at, at, at um, Ground Control. <laughs> not really, it was like play upset, but uh, yeah. Anyway, right. but yeah, there, there's, they do have some stuff that you can only buy in the store, not through the app. So. Okay. Why do you ask? Well, I have a list of the best beer shops of 2023, and it's a long list, so we're going to break it up, and it, it's got regions. So okay. let me read off the regions, and then we'll go from there. I think I know what you're going to do. We're going to do, like, your region, the south, and uh, my region, Pacific, but just uh, how it's broken down. Okay. Because it's the south, south, and this is all one. Okay, so south, southwest, southeast, and Texas. That's one. Then it has the Great Lakes. And then mm-hmm. it has the Northeast, Mid-Atlantic, and New York. Then it has the Midwest. Then it has the Northwest, Pacific, and California. Wait, how, how the fuck is that? <laughs> it should just be Northwest and California. Never mind. Yeah, it should be and the West the Mount- Coast. That sounds like West Coast to me. Yeah. Then, uh, yeah. then it has the Mountain States. And mm. then the Freak States. No. no. <laughs> and then the Mountain States. <laughs> the Freak States. So I'm going to do Northwest Pacific and California first because I'm shamelessly biased. Okay. And first up is in this uh, Beer Mongers out of Portland, Oregon. Oh, okay. They're, they're taking their name from the, the Fishmongers, right? In the, I think that's in Seattle, though. Oh. Or Iron Monger, the, the bad guy in Iron Man. Oh, yeah. Uh, Michael B. Jordan, right? Iron Man. Uh, oh, oh, dude. oh, oh, Iron Monger. I was thinking Warmonger from Black Panther. Oh, there's a lot of Killmonger. mongers. Yeah, there's, oh, Killmonger. Killmonger. yeah there's, there's a lot of mongers out there. Trust. All right. Um, next is Bottlecraft out of Oceanside, California. Oh, I've Ooh. heard that name. I've heard Bottlecraft before. Good name. And there's Brewmaster's Tap Room in Renton, Washington. Okay. Here's one uh, uh, out of Oakland, California, The Good Hop. I've never heard of them. Oh, well, sounds like a place you're going to have to go visit. Possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, Elizabeth Station in Bellingham, Washington. Oh, okay. Uh, Windsor Homebrew Supply out of Costa Mesa. Well, Hawaii's got a bunch. They got... Uh, Tamaros on Maui, uh, Village Beer on Oahu, uh, Highland Eye Liquor on Kauai, and Hilo Bottle Shop, and Kona Wine Market on the Big Island. 
A lot of fucking those Hawaiians love to, love love their craft beer, huh? Apparently, nice. All right, well that ends. Oh, I guess that's why it's the Pacific on this list. Yeah, because that's they're referring to Hawaii, not the Pacific coast of or yeah, Pacific the Northwest. Yeah. All right, then we're gonna go to the South, Southwest, West, Southeast, and Texas. Okay. So, um, five hundred four Craft Beer Reserve in New Orleans. All right. Too bad we didn't know about uh, that at the time, right? When we went there. Yeah, but maybe they weren't even open. Yeah, good point. Very good point. Yeah. Um, the Appalachian Vintner in oh, Asheville, okay. North Carolina. It sounds more like a, a a wine place, but hey, beer and wine, they usually get sold together. Yep. Ashbroke Liquor Outlet in Morgantown, West Virginia. Oh, WV, the Mountaineers out there. Uh, Beverage Barn in Henderson, Kentucky. Anytime you have a barn, you know it's going to be huge. Exactly. Uh, Every day's a party out of Morgantown, West Virginia. (laughs) What a name. You're kind of asking for trouble if you name a liquor store that. (laughs) I know, right? What if you go in there? You try to be positive, but (laughs) but you're giving little people a little too uh, too uh, too much green light. Yeah, they're like a little bit high expectations when you go in there. Georgia Liquors out of Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Okay, rewind it real quick. What if you go into the every day's a party and like they're all hung over and they're all like just dragging ass? (laughs) Well, yeah, they they. They have the hair of the dog special for you. <laughs> right? <laughs> Every Monday morning. Up City Beer and Wine out of Birmingham, Alabama. Oh, Beeham. Hop City Beer and Wine out of, out of Atlanta. Very nice. Uh, I like this name. Jug and Bottle Department or Depot out of Tampa. I like Department better than Depot. You should write them a letter and have them change it. Um, here we go. Liquor Express out of Tempe, Arizona. Oh shit! I haven't. You know what? I have not heard of that place. There's a lot of people out here like really like uh, King's Liquor and uh, for oh uh, and uh, Central uh, Central. What's it? No, uh, Central Pint. I forgot what. Yeah, it, but it's a chain. That one's a chain though. Anyway, go ahead. Um, and Trevor's out of Scottsdale, Arizona. Oh yeah, you know my my buddy. Uh, Eddie Gomez, he goes there a lot. Hey, the hobby craftsman, he he posts a lot from there because he's always not always, but like, hey, you know, every once a week, once every two weeks, he's always in there posting from Trevor. And I heard good things about that place. I haven't been. I just want to read this to you, real. It's arguably the most iconic bottle shop in our part of the state. It says Preston, is it Tony, head brewer of Renhouse Brewing in Arizona? Oh yeah, I've I've met Preston once. I I don't know him too well though. I, I know okay. I know Drew. I have had Drew uh, Drew Pools on the show. Okay, they are able to highlight and represent local options while still keeping a constant stream of premier national brands and hard to find bottles. Mm-hmm. The whiskey and cigar options are the cherry on. <laughs> right on. Uh, the Knox Brew Pub in Tennessee. Nice. And Corey's Fine Wine and Spirits out of Las Vegas. Nevada? Yeah. Nice. 
And Peabody's Wine and Beer out of Boone, North Carolina. The Whale out of Asheville, North Carolina. I kind of mm. like that, The Whale. Yeah, I, I do too. Uh, it sounds more like a, a West Coast wh- thing, but whatever. Uh, Witchcraft out of Austin, Texas. Mm, I like that one. The Whip In out of Austin, Texas. Oh, I like that one too. And it's Whip. It's whip in I N, not I N N like a like a hotel. Yeah. Um The Union Beer Store out of Miami, Florida. Mm. And that that is uh that region. All right. You want to do one more region or I think we're good? Hey, you know what? Let's do the uh the for some reason the, the Great Lakes region kinda is calling to me. Okay. Eight degrees Plano out of Detroit, Michigan. Okay, that's a little nerdy, but that's fine. Oh, I love this name. Beer Miscuous. <laughs> that is a great name. <laughs> that's that's awesome. out of Chicago, IL. Yep. Oh, here's another good name. Beer on the Wall. <laughs> like 99 bottles of beer on the wall? Yes. <laughs> out of Park Ridge, Illinois. Nice. Uh, I think it's Cabini. And Ken Pie. Got like a little Asian-ness to it. Okay. Uh, out of Chicago. I don't know if it's Rosie's or Rosie's. R-O-Z-I. Oh, okay. Out of Cleveland, Ohio. I'm going to say Rosie's. It sounds more all of right. a, like a, a all, all-encompassing all name. And there's Terra Ferment. Out of Springfield. I get it. I, I get the... I get it. And that actually does it for this uh, section or region of the oh, that was, country. That was a short one. That was a small one. But still. That, that it. Hmm? Very good. Very good. Oh. All right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, everyone's got their own tap room. Oh, I think no. I know what your favorite tap room is in the in your area, right? Uh, yeah. It'd be Safe tap. to assume. A tap lens? Yeah. Tap lens. Yeah. I mean... I don't want to say by default, but like it is a one shot stop for me. I mean, like I could go to Total Wine and um, well, like two Total Wines are pretty close. Actually, three are close to me now. And then, um, you know, I other than that, I, I just have to go to either, um, you know, Whole Foods and this other place called Donato's. They have they have a few, you know, Easter eggs every now and then. But mm-hmm. It came to the point where every Easter egg in the in the Bay Area is going to end up at Taplands, you know, pretty yeah. much. And I'm not trying to sound like a free commercial, but <laughs> that's the truth. And I mean, you know, uh, it's just the whole uh, notoriety that place has got, and uh, the uh, the fact that the customer that's going to buy that product is going to go go there too. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like a, a just good business all around, especially you know. Craft market or the craft beer industry, I think, is the whole beer industry is taking a hit. I mean, you see the 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 prices the prices rising on a, on right. a lot of just simple six packs, and you know it is what it is. I mean, beer is a luxury. No one, yeah, no, no one needs it to uh, to to be a staple of their 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 diet. So it, it just the uh, kind of a practical agreement or arrangement for. Uh, <laughs> Supply and demand. That that's a good that's a great way to put it. And 
Um, one of the other like tap rooms in your area is the Halfer, but they don't sell bottles, do they? No, as far as I know, yeah, you can't you can't leave with beer from there. Yeah, I don't so, even, yeah, I don't even think they do growlers or crowlers or anything like that. So it's it is a good tap room, but they don't sell beer. So like, yeah, Taplands is a great spot, and we used to have Bobby's. Bobby's was good. Bobby's Liquors, but they're pretty. They're they're a convenience store. I wouldn't go there strictly for craft beer. Right. Anyway, all right. Um, yeah, out here, like next to Meat Ground Control is the first one that comes to mind. Tap Savvy is another one. I know uh, Philip, the owner. He's he's a cool guy. And. But just ground control is a little bit closer, and they are open a little bit sooner, and I could buy it online, and I could just have it ready when I when I go and pick it up. So, a lot of the beers that I've had like in the last few weeks it have been because of ground control, and um, I should really go over to Tap Savvy because he gets more, he gets more, he he has more of a variety, he has a bigger variety over there at his two locations. So, um, I really should get out there again soon, and I talked to him, and I he's agreed to come on the show. I just haven't made the effort, so that's all on, on me. So. Uh, you know, got to have him on the show soon, and I will. Um, so the out here in the West Side, those are the two places to go to get uh to buy your craft beer, man. If you want like the local stuff, anyway. Um, we do have Total Wine. I do have one right down the street now. It's pretty good, and actually, it's Safeway's pretty good. In fact, I uh I hung out with one of my coworker and his coworkers and his wife at a brewery today, and. We were talking about movie theaters, and they they like to go to this uh, chain called Harkins, and I go to AMC. That's only because I lived like two blocks away from an AMC, or one block away from an AMC, like not too long ago. So I, I signed up with them on their app, and over here out in Surprise, they have actually um, beer from a local uh, a local brewery, um, the shop out of Tempe. They have their church music, which is a hazy IPA, and that's awesome when you can go like to a a movie theater, you're, you're paying a little bit more, but at least you get a local product. You know what I mean? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's what it should be like, you know? That's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what every community should do. They should try to promote the local uh, the local beer as far as this show is concerned. Oh, yeah. So how's your beer treating you? Uh, good, man. It's it's uh, it's for as strong as it is, like thirteen percent. It's got some rich flavor. It's 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 smooth. It's it's uh, really easy to drink. Very nice. We are going to rate our beers on Untapped right now. So I am going to look up. I remember what you had by Ale Smith. One of the rare times this year when I remember what you had. Their rare, their Ale Smith Speedway Stout Barrel Age, right? Yes. There it is. Uh, what would you like to rate this beer at? Uh, I got to give it a four. Oh, nice. Okay, so it has an overall rating of 4.46. One of our friends rated it at four. Um, Christian M gave it a 4.0. No, uh, no notes on his check-in, but we are going to do notes. So four, and what would you like to give this beer? Or what notes would you like to leave? Oh, I would say, yeah, uh, sweet, roasty, and barely. <laughs> you always come with great, <laughs> with great um, adjectives. Yeah, I was gonna say descriptors, but adjectives are probably a more um, accurate term. 
Oh, we uh, unlocked level 17 uh, heavyweight. Really? All right, so this uh, Adult Swim. You know, real quick, I, I do want to talk about Adult Swim real quick because I used to watch it all the time back in the day, and I found a website called Swimpedia, and they have the lineup for like every single year from 2001 when they started till now. And I used to watch it heavily in 2004 because I remember Futurama, Family Guy. Um, those were like that was uh, on Thursdays. Um, Sundays they had Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Remember that show? I used to watch that all the time. Those were like yeah, the- I, I yeah I do remember the I do remember the whole concept of Adult Swim. I just never watched it. Wasn't Space Ghost part of it or no? Yep. Yeah, Space Ghost was very early on, like in 2001, 2002 years. And then they they started doing like anime, like Cowboy Bebop. That's kind of like when I stopped watching. Like, well, the, during the evening when the anime came on, because I wasn't a big anime fan back then. I've watched a few since then, but yeah, no, I wasn't a big anime fan. Were you? Do you like anime? Did, did you ever watch that? No, I tried to get into that one. That what's that pos- popular one? Akira or whatever? Oh yeah, Akira. Yeah, I remember that one. I think I didn't have it. I think a friend let me borrow it. And I never gave it back to him because I never watched it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it kind of got lost on my shelf. But as far as anime, no, I, I never really got into the the story or the uh, the the art. I, you know, there's some cool anime art, but some of it to me is cheesy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It, and I think South Park did a really good send up of all the cheesy a- animation parts of anime. It's more the, about yeah. the story though when it comes to anime than the animation. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I, like I've watched a couple. I've watched the like the Seven Deadly Sins. I've watched um, the Blue Exorcist, and shoot, I forgot. Uh, what's it called? Sword Sword Art Online or something like that. I watched a few of those episodes, and that one didn't really get me. But the the other two, I I, I watched like the first full seasons, and I watched a little bit of the the Last Airbender too, like the 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 animated, not the movie. So I watched some of that, and it's, it's, they're kind of fun, you know. It's kind of like those uh, old samurai movies and stuff like that. The old, the, it's like a western, but with you know the Japanese twist. I get you. Anyway, but as far as Adult Swim goes, yeah, the the early years, like the two thousand three, four, five, those those are the, the years I used to always watch. And I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna scroll down and see what's on it these days. Two thousand twenty three. Oh, Bob Burgers is on it. Futurama, American Dad, so Rick and Morty, um, Teen, Teen, Aqua Teen Hunger Force is still on it. King of the Hill, like so, <laughs> all these old '90s fucking <laughs> animation are on there. Mike Tyson's Mysteries. Oh, I heard that was pretty good. Or Robot Chicken. That was another one I used to watch on 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 Adult Swim. They're still on. They still have shows. I don't know if they're new or if they're just reruns. But Robot Chicken was fun. I like that one. So my beer. Let's get to my beer. <laughs> oh, that was my beer. Um, uh, we are talking about, and I'm rating my beer right now. That's right. I, I kind of got it. I should have waited till after I rated it, right? Um, I I like this one. I I think it's good. I'm gonna give it a four point three. I I love I I love the cold IPA style, and not everyone has it, so I get that. Um, see, right. Oh, here we go. Uh, right now it has an overall rating of 3.53. Wow. That's super low. That's a lot lower than I wanted to, than I'm going to rate it. 
Oh, I wonder if people in the Midwest don't appreciate the uh, cold IPA style. That's fine, you know. No, nothing wrong with that. I'm going to say it is um, sweet and dry. That's all I'm going to put. Sweet and dry. 4.3. Save and check in. All right. Um, real quick, but before we get out of here, I, don't, I really don't have a lot to say. But I went to go see The Flash today. Wow. I, I I liked it, man. I thought it was good. I thought it was entertaining. And and but the whole time I was thinking, man, this Ezra Miller was really good in it. And it's a shame he's a fucking douchebag in real life. Okay, I get that. Yeah. And I get I I just think um there was too much pressure on it because from what I gathered, as far as looking at, at like you know, uh, comic book media on like uh, on like YouTube and social media and all yeah. those like review channels and stuff like that, that the uh, the the Flash fandom was like a really dialed in sect of of uh, you know uh, comic book consumers. Okay, the like too niche you, you of a, a category. Not too niche, just like a very well, just like a very. Uh, uh, they too set in their way dogma, you know what I mean? Oh, because okay. like the whole, the whole like uh, what's it called the the speed the speed force or the shoot I can't even think of it now, but the whole uh flash concept like really makes him the most powerful character really. If yeah. if if, if, if they split, the, yeah. So um, is that what it's called? What's it called? The speed force or the flash force or something like that? They didn't they give that it, in the movie. Yeah, they no, they they did not mention it, but they gave him so much power in this, like he was able to bend time, and that's how he got into the multiverse. Yeah. Right. And it just seemed like a little too soon. Like we just got introduced to the Flash as far as like origin stories, and they did do a good job of showing how he got his powers. But like it was like, all right, like already he could do all this shit, like. Holy crap! Like, like uh, even Superman can't do this stuff. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So, it, but but at the same time, it was entertaining, and there was a different um, space time continuum uh, type of theory that I never even thought of before. And I'm like, ah, it's pretty good. It's pretty pretty clever the way they did this. So I thought it was entertaining. I liked it. Uh, you know, if you don't want to go see it in the movie theater, that's fine. I I went like on a matinee. Uh, you know, uh, the first show, and so it was uh, through my AMC, uh, my AMC hookup. Uh, I got thirty percent off. Plus, I didn't go to see an IMAX or you know any of the the spe- I just got regular seats. So it cost me like ten dollars to go see a movie on a Sunday, and yeah. I was like, I, and I was entertained for ten dollars. It now it was it was like almost three hours, and then you do, you know what the, the post credit scene is not that good man it, it doesn't add anything it doesn't like it's not a teaser for anything else like you know marvel did a really good job of teasing everything like right after you know when they did post credits right huh. yeah but but the flash no it wasn't a teaser it was like really this is your fucking this is your you could probably see it on youtube if you want um yeah it was just stupid it was a dumb post credit scene i'm like i waited for this <laughs> so it like it was like I got there like at ten thirty and I left like at one. Okay. But um, but the movie itself is I I liked it. I thought it was good. I thought it was uh it was good. 
I I don't know about this this whole Blue Beetle thing coming out. I, I I'm probably well, like, not. like the Space Iron Man, <laughs> right? Yeah, the Blue Iron Man. <laughs> but it's got the kid from uh, Cobra Kai, so I want to see it. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah, it is, and and George Lopez is in it. He yeah. calls he calls Batman a fascist. <laughs> but that's all over the the what do you call it the uh, all the trailers. Um, and then uh, but but the. What I want to get to was the the trailers uh, came out and I haven't seen a, a Mission Impossible movie in the theater since like either two or three, but I might go see this one, man. I I think they did a really good job of doing viral marketing by posting that video of Tom Cruise jumping off of the cliff. Oh yeah, and they kind of uh, they kind of like well showed the uh, special effects behind it, right? Yeah, yeah, they showed the behind the scenes and the what you're gonna see in in the theater at the same time, split screen, and that I think that alone fucking hooked me. I don't know about you, man, but I might go see this one in the theater. And this is the first time I've seen it, like I said, since the Iron Man or uh, Mission Impossible two or three. So I might see that. Um, and then the other one that I I really want to go see is um, Oppenheimer. Because right now I'm listening oh. to the the audio book of Oppenheimer, the the book that uh, inspired the movie. So I, I'm plus it's Christopher Nolan. I love that guy. And then uh, they also showed, but that same weekend um, is the Barbie movie with the. Uh, um, oh, you per. <laughs> they did a good job in the trailer because at the they show Will Ferrell going crazy. And it seems like Barbie leaves like her Barbie role to go into the real world. And, oh, okay. And Will Ferrell is the CEO or the whatever the division of Mattel that controls Barbie, and he wants to get her back into and or put her back in the in the Barbie world. And then at the very end, they go, "If you hate, if you hate Barbie, this is your movie." And that, that that's 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 a brilliant fucking uh, marketing. If to me anyway, <laughs> it seems. Like it is like pretty obvious, but it's it's still fucking. I don't know. I liked it. I thought I, I liked that part, and I might have to go see it because my daughter loves Barbie and we play Barbies all the time. Even though she calls them Barbies and I call them Kens, she goes, "You want to play Barbies?" And I don't know why she asks because basically, like you know, I'm gonna say yes, and I go, "No, yeah. I'd rather play Kens." So yeah, we're gonna go watch the Ken movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But the next day, the very next day, I'm gonna go watch Oppenheimer, cause I, I, it's gonna be good. I already know it's gonna be good. It's gonna be epic. Let's say you and the wife had a date night this summer. Any blockbusters you want to go see, like Dial of Destiny or Mission Impossible, or what's going on? Well, well, like I wanted to go see uh, the new Spider-Man. I don't know if oh. we'll still have time for that. Mm. You know what we might do is uh, try to take our kids to the drive-in to see it. Oh okay, all right. That's kind of cool because you have your own little, like your own little capsule world, right? Or well, we would turn the like the SUV around too and kind of open it up. But yeah, yep, that might be kind of fun. Kind of there for um, maybe your oldest will remember it. Your 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 youngest might not. She'll probably fall asleep halfway through. (laughs) Yeah, it'd be the other way around. Mm. Is that right? Youngest one, she. She she tests the limits. <laughs> That's awesome, man. I love both your kids, man. You want to trade? Oh, thank you. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. All right, man. That's all I have for this show. You got anything you want to bring up? No, I can't think of anything um, beer-wise. Just, uh, you know, thinking about uh, just getting some crushables for the summer. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yep. I'm about to spend a lot of pool time pretty soon. So I, I do need to get them crushables so I can last. All right. Thank you for downloading yet again another Cold Brew Podcast. I am Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic. And we'd like to wish you cheers. Until next time. And we put it in your ear no matter who you are. Where the worst come, the worst my people's come first.